I can't hear you. I can't hear you. My uh, mic got changed, so nobody can hear anything I just said. Oh, that's ter terrific. Uh, but yeah, anyways, yeah, let's just get right into it. Uh, I, I'm David Huffman. That's TJ Hopkins. This is the crossover. Uh, this is buyers and sellers. We're going to talk about the NBA trade deadline as we are getting close to that NBA trade deadline. Uh, and if you know basketball, you can join us on a podcast. Uh, so do go ahead and do that with stream your link. I've also shared all the streaming places. TJ, welcome into the show, man. How are you? Tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet the school and work thing uh, probably wearing you down a little bit, but I'm glad you made it on the show, man. Welcome into the crossover. Uh, we got a lot of we got a lot to talk about today, actually. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we got yeah, we're gonna talk about buyers and sellers. We're going to talk about that Laker trade, the first trade of the season. And then we are going to talk about uh, something, nothing, everything. And then, of course, the staple of the crossover here at Prime Sports World, Gulf Talk. It's the one that we didn't get to do last week. Uh, we're bringing it back this week. Um, but, yeah, if you have if you have a lot of knowledge on the NBA, you can join us on on, the, on chat and join us in the show. Uh, otherwise, please don't try to join. Uh, so let's do it. NBA trade deadline. Um, so I have picked six teams in the Eastern Conference that I think could be on the bubble there between buyers and sellers. And I picked six teams in the Western Conference that I think could be on the fence between buyers and sellers. Uh, so TJ, we're gonna we're gonna break them up. So this is pretty easy, pretty easy. So I, I left out obvious teams like Boston Celtics, buyers, Philadelphia 76ers are gonna be buyers, uh, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Cavaliers, the Heat are probably all buyers. Uh, on the Western Conference side of this, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Clippers, Mavericks are probably all buyers. Uh, I think Sacramento somewhere in between, uh, but mm -hmm. I did not list them on this graphic, but I think they're probably buyers in this case just to make the playoffs because it's been so long since they did so. Um, yeah, two decades. Yeah, two decades. It's been a while. It's been a, a real long, long time. while. Long time. So. Uh, but yeah, so let's talk, I will let you pick the first team that you want to pick in one of the categories, either buyers or sellers. TJ, which team do you think should be buyers or sellers? And the teams that I have picked, of course, are the Atlanta Hawks, Toronto Raptors, Indiana Pacers, New York Knicks, Chicago Bulls, and the Washington Wizards in the Eastern Conference. And then the Western Conference, we got the Phoenix Suns, Utah Jazz, Portland Trailblazers, the surging Oklahoma City Thunder, City Thunder. Los right. Angeles Lakers, and the Golden State Warriors. We're gonna we're gonna start in the east, but not with the team I think you want to start with. We're gonna start with the Toronto Raptors, and I think the Toronto Raptors should be sellers. I think the Toronto Raptors have kind of, you know, the 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 lust and lore of that championship run that they went that they went on. It's gone. It's by the wayside. You know, obviously because the guy that was the catalyst to that. Yeah, they're, they're 20, 21 and 27 this season. Also, Nick Nurse, has, this has probably been his poorest coaching job. And, and all, all that front office has done a terrible job of building this roster. Like, they basically were like, oh, hey, we're going to have one play. We're going to have, like, basically the same player play every position on our team. And then we're going to see how that goes. How's it going? Not so good. Like, you have a bunch, like, the logic behind their roster construct I don't have an issue with because 
you got guys outside of Van Fleet because it could because of his size. But once you got and um what's his name and Gary Trent Jr. But like when you got guys like OG Ananobi and P, uh, Pascal Siakam, uh, Delano Bannon, and like a bunch of other those guys like that's interchangeable. Like you got guys that can play one through five because see we've seen Siakam initiate the offense, bring the ball up court, all that other good stuff, right? Scotty Barnes, I mean Chris Boucher, Precious Achua, Precious Achua, Thad Young, like, who they traded a first round pick for for some reason. Like, you got guys that can play one through five, like like the, and that's what basketball is now. It's 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 positionless basketball, but when some of those guys aren't taking the strides that you thought they would, aka Scotty Barnes, that, and I get it. I'm the I'm basically the main guy that be on here preaching. Hey, you got to have patience with some of these young dudes because everybody don't hit the ground running like most of these rookies do. I but think because he won Rookie of the Year, the timeline got escalated. His unfairly. timeline got escalated. Yeah. Yeah, unfairly. So, but yeah, they, they should they should definitely be sellers. I don't think. I don't think they know what they want to do, and that's the. I think that's, that's true. I think they have a front office that is used to trying to build a winner. Uh, they have a head coach that really hasn't done a lot of losing. Uh, I mean, they made the playoffs every season he's been there. And, I, I think and, it's. And, I think, and I'm sorry, control, but like, but it's like when you really think about that, what you just said, right? They've always built a winner, right? When you go from Dwayne Casey to Nick Nurse, all those Dwayne Casey teams made the playoffs. They went yeah. to Eastern Conference Finals. They went from Kyle Lowry to DeMar DeRozan to Kawhi Leonard, now Pascal Siakam. And it's like all they know is success. So it's like this is kind of like new territory for them. Yeah, I agree with you on Toronto. Uh, moving on, let's go. I'm going to take one. I'm going to go. I'm going to stay in the Eastern Conference, but I'm actually going to go um, – a team that plays in the East or in the the Atlantic, I guess it's called. Uh, I'm going to go New York Knicks as a buyer. I, I think one of those players, like that, a team that like a Pascal Siakam or an OG Ananobi or even a Fred Van Fleet, it comes available, especially Pascal Siakam, um, who the Toronto Raptors could get a King's mm-hmm. ransom for um, because he is a really good basketball player. Um, but I think the New York Knicks, uh, given their – just, I think it's an incentive there to be good this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're solid right now, 26 and 23. Julius Randle has really turned it on to what he was when he won most improved player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's borderline all-star. I mean, Jalen Brunson's been really good this season. I mean, he hasn't been Donovan Mitchell good, but he's been a pretty solid player for the New York Knicks so far this season. And if they can get it, Pascal Siakam or OG and Anobi and just kind of strengthen this roster a little bit, um, or any of these pieces, these fringe magic pieces or fringe Hornet pieces or fringe Detroit Pistons season. I obviously didn't pick those teams on this list because they're going to be sellers for sure. I mean, for the sure. Spurs, whatever they got there, um, you know, the Houston Rockets, if they got any think value, Eric Gordon, some kind of player like that. Um, yeah, I got the Knicks as a buyer. Yeah, and like, when you look at the Knicks, I think, I, I legit think the most important player on the Knicks is not even Jalen Bronson, it's not Julius Randle. It's not R.J. Barrett. The most important player on the Knicks is Mitchell Robertson. Yeah. Like, like dead ass. Like he, like he really is, like the anchor for that team. Because like when he's on, like when he's on the court, he can like he can literally guard everybody. Like he can make it. Like he. Yeah, that's he's, what he's, he does. he's been extremely valuable basically since he came back from injury. Um, yeah, he's without a doubt. Probably, I wouldn't um, say they're the most valuable player, but he is the straw that stirs that engine. 
And he is, but like, but he has two issues. Like you just brought up one. One is the injury history. The, the injury history. The second is when he is on the court, he is liable for to getting the foul trouble. So like that, like that does happen. <laughs> well, he is undersized at the center position, but uh, yeah, I think the Knicks are going to be buyers. I think they're going to try to continue to try to make the playoffs and boost he up their undersized. Uh, Mitch Robinson's like six ten. Yeah, but he he doesn't weigh a lot. I mean, he's like a bag of bones. No, like I'm, I'm what I'm not going to do is like compare him to like Nick Claxton. He's not Nick Claxton. Okay, for sure. You're not. He, he's not that. <laughs> but he he's not exactly like Joel Embiid, who's a, a mammoth well, human being. A lot of people aren't Joel Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right, who got next? Who do I have next? The Hawks. I All right, Hawks. I'm like I. Oh, should the should the Hawks be sellers? I think the Hawks. I should know, be it's sellers. your it's your call, man. I think the Hawks should be sellers. I it's again like you you you're going off a of one Eastern Conference final run that you had a couple years ago. That you caught, quote unquote, you caught everybody by by storm. You, you probably shouldn't have even made it that far. Um, there's no, there's no should be about it. I mean, if, if Ben Simmons <laughs> shoots that ball, it's not they, even they, that. It's not. It's not even <laughs> Ben Simmons. If Tobias Harris plays better, like it's yeah, I mean, if, of, like, a, a bunch of stuff. It's a bunch of stuff, right? So you got that. Um, obviously, the stuff with Trey Young is constantly learning learning around like you don't know i think like he's a day-to-day case <laughs> like yeah, <it's> true one, <laughs> like one day him and nick mcmillan rock with each other the next day it looks like it's contention between the two obviously when you trade for Dejounte murray you thought he was the missing piece and you're not gonna you didn't think you'd be in the in the ninth seed or the eighth seed wherever they're at with the roster that you currently have. They're currently the eighth seed currently in the play-in. Play um, like, yeah, I, not, I definitely like, didn't think the Atlanta Hawks would be the eighth seed. When you, right. When you traded for DeJounte Murray, you were not thinking play-in. Yeah, that, that trade by the day looks worse and worse. I mean, a, a bunch of trades that have made it been made over the last couple of like off-seasons slash seasons are looking bad now. Like that, that go bear trade looks terrible already. Um, <laughs> okay. Jante Murray. I didn't even put Minnesota on this list because they have nothing they could trade and they have nothing they could like, there's no assets whatsoever on that team right now. Um, and, and then, uh, and then the, the Hawks is Jante Murray trade, giving up all the future assets and pushing your chips all the middle that this is going to be the team that's going to take you where you need to go. Um, yeah, it looks bad. Uh, like, like you're stuck with this roster for the foreseeable future. Uh, moving on from the Atlanta Hawks, I'm going to jump into mine. I'm going to take another seller, another buyer, because uh, that's what I seem to be doing. Now, I'm actually going to swing into the Western Conference because nobody's touched the Western Conference team. I'm taking the Golden State Warriors. I think the Golden State Warriors are clear, clearly buyers. Uh, their young players have not really panned out. The Jonathan Kamingos of the world, the James Wiseman of the world. That's why they uh, should the be sellers. Shouldn't that Moses make them Moody? sellers? No, because if they're trying to sell off those pieces and buy, like, contracts they're going to be buyers that makes them a buyer so they're going to trade they're going to take all of those chips those three chips that they have plus whatever draft capital they got and they're going to try to get somebody who fits the timeline the fits the timeline is this particular season because there's nothing guaranteed after this season draymond green could be gone clay thompson could potentially be gone i doubt it but he could be um golden state it's going to be a buyer heading into the trade deadline 
Uh, they've woefully underachieved both based on injuries and just bad play on defense. And as we talked about this before, they're woeful on the road. They're terrible on the road. <laughs> like, they're, they're six and 18 on the road, like terrible, real bad. And their defense is damn near dead last in the Western Conference. <laughs> like they're third worst in the Western Conference on defense. Who do you think is worse than them? In the West? On the, in the West. I know the Lakers got to be up there. The Lakers are the third worst team, second worst team in the in the West on defense. And Joel Embiid, to, you know, get a little DX celebration. I'm surprised that wasn't the test. He will definitely get fired for that celebration <laughs> he just did. I mean, DX yeah. was in the DX was in Philadelphia yesterday. No, uh, no, earlier no, this no. week, Joel Embiid get ready to send Adam Silver. <laughs> uh, and the Spurs are the the worst team defensively Bro. in the NBA. Like, bro, first off, like, you brought up the Rudy Gobert trade, right? You know how much, you know how bad that has screwed up any trade going forward? That yeah, trade, yeah, yeah. that trade has the San Antonio Spurs thinking they can get two first for Jakob Purtle. By the way, if you have not played, I know you, you don't play that game, but it is addicting. That Purtle game <laughs> where you have to guess the NBA player every day. I play it literally every day. Like, it's so much fun. <laughs> I found another one. I found another one. We'll get, we can play it at the very, very end of the show. It's called right. Larry Burtle 2. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's fun. You'll have fun. You'll have a good time. We're just going we're just gonna to check it out at the end of the show. Uh, go ahead. It's your turn. So, uh, um, I'm going to go to the West. I think the Utah Jazz should also be sellers, um, especially when you got guys like Mike Conley and um, oh, what, what, why is why is it escaping me? They literally and just Jordan Clarkson. They got a yeah, bunch of guys in their thank roster. Thank you, thank you. Like you got guys like Mark, uh, Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson who could go to like any of those top teams in the West and like immediately or in the East, whoever, like wherever, and put them over. Right, like you already got your untouchables in Utah that you're not trading. Larry Marketing seems to be a new staple of that franchise. Same thing with Colin Sexton. Same thing with um, well, and you're not gonna you're not gonna trade Walker Kessler because you literally just like basically drafted him and yeah. So like your your new foundation is there for the Utah Jazz. Larry Markin is going to be an all-star this year. And, yeah, he's untouchable. So, the U- Utah Jazz should definitely be sellers and continue to build on the new foundation that they have there. Swing From the Utah Jazz, I'm going to swing back into the Eastern Conference and I'm going to grab this team before you get the opportunity to do so. I'm going to take the Chicago Bulls. I'm going to make them sellers. I, 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 I think... I know that they've won two. We talked about this in the last episode. They've, I think won, they've, won, games, yeah. they've won too many games to preserve that draft pick. But I think Zach Levine's value is as high as it's going to get. And I think if you can get something legitimate, like if you can get a Rudy Gobert Hall for Zach Levine, I think you pull the trigger on it. I don't I don't know if that trade exists. Like the New York Knicks have a bunch of draft capital they could look to move, uh, plus some young players that could be interesting for the Bulls. Uh, I think if you have the opportunity to make that trade, I think you do it. I think if that DeMar DeRozan – uh, I, even though the Lakers don't seem like they want to trade Westbrook anymore, but if that DeMar DeRozan Vucevic trade with any of those first round picks from the Lakers is on the table, I would pull the trigger on that too. Uh, I'm going to take the Bulls. I'm going to make them sellers. Uh, I know they've been better as of late, but I still don't think 
even with that, they're going to be good enough to really compete in the Eastern Conference, no matter who gets healthy and when they get healthy. Um, that's just my stance on it. I'm taking the Bulls and making the seller. Of course you are. <laughs> I mean, you had your chance, man. You had your chance. You had your chance. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Israel Rivera, man. Welcome to the show. No, what's going on? What's going on? I, gave, I, I gave you a bunch of opportunities. I, I skipped the Bulls twice, and I was like, oh, TJ's going to take the Bulls. Bulls TJ's gonna take. You never did. This is what happens, man. They're sellers now. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome into the show, CEO of Prize World Israel Rivera. And you see how we're doing here, right? Uh, we're making yes, sir. these teams that are fringe buyers and sellers. We're making them buyers and sellers according to us. And uh, TJ is on the clock, and then you can go. Uh, actually, I think Philly. I think actually I think you're on the clock. I don't, I don't know why I said Philly. Um, um, Phoenix should definitely be a buyer. I just think Phoenix has just been riddled with not just not injuries, but an injury. Right, like when 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 Devin Booker's not there, <laughs> it's just like they they they're a different team, man. It's like Jesus Christ, but they're they're basically also, also there's rumors that you know like potentially moving off of Chris Paul, right, for the future. Um, you know, I've been hearing that you know a while for for the Phoenix Suns. I mean, he's under contract so, for two more seasons. I would be shocked if somebody was going to be willing to trade for that contract. Um, but yeah, Phoenix, I, they, they, yeah, they're probably, they're better than the record entails. I mean, they're sitting here at 25 and 24. Uh, Chris Paul has missed a bunch of time. Devin Booker's missed some time. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has been not good and he's missed some time. Uh, but they're the best, second best defensive team in the Western Conference right now. And that's without their two best players playing majority of the season. Um, so that's really a, something to hold your head on. Like, hey, this we, we've, we've struggled, but at least we've been good defensively. Um, they're the third best That's or fourth best, fourth best, fifth best player team defensively in the NBA right now. They haven't traded. What's his name? Jay, uh, Jay Crowder. Yeah. It's like, yo, what are y'all waiting on? Uh, yeah, I think I, I think that's just a matter of time. I, I, they may even straight up buy him out at some point. I I, I don't know why, why Jay Crowder is so upset. He plays in the NBA. You got you got to know that trades happen and your name's going to get floated around in trade talks. Absolutely. And, like I don't get it. Uh, but yeah, I I think there are going to be buyers uh, as well. Izzy. Um, uh, if I got to pick, uh, we're just strictly buyers ourselves. Just any any either or, right? Um, yeah. I'll start with the of, Eastern Conference. Of the, go. That's, of the teams that's listed, yeah. of the that's teams left. listed. If, yeah, if I got if I gotta go, um, I'll start with the Eastern Conference. I go with the Indiana Pacers as sellers. Um, you know, I think that Miles Turner, um, uh, will be will be dealt, uh, at some point. At, you know, especially I think by the trade deadline. I think we talked about it. Uh, you know, I don't know about the Lakers. They just you know drafted. They just got Rui Ashimura. Um, so I don't know how much of they, they, a, they did not give up anything that affects their ability to make a trade if they don't want to, if they want to. Yeah, for Miles Turner, right? They basically gave up a bag of a bag of chips and, and Kendrick Nunn, right? Yep. For uh, for Rui Asamoah. So um, yeah, three, 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 three second three sold. second round picks is literally nothing. Definitely, definitely sellers. Um, I mean, now losing Miles Turner, you know, takes away that defensive call for them. But I think you know, like like we said, in the last couple of years they've been trying to go young. They traded for uh, Tyrese Halliburton last year. Um, I think it is, you know, likely that they will probably move on. He's like their biggest asset right now on the team uh, for now. So, yeah, for me, a seller is definitely Indiana Pacers. I totally agree with you. I think Buddy Heald and 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 Miles Turner, even though Miles Turner has mm-hmm. been in trade rumors for feels like three years, um, but I think they finally pulled the trigger on that trade. I think that happens before the trade deadline. I think somebody mm-hmm. trades for him. I don't know who or where, uh, but I think that gets done. 
Um, I will swing into the Western Conference, and I'm actually going to take my second seller. I'm going to go Oklahoma, uh, the Portland Trailblazers as a seller. Uh, I know they have Damian Lillard. I know they have Jeremy Grant, who at one point I made an argument that he should be an all-star. I'm not so sure anymore, uh, given how much they've fallen off. They were a nice story at the beginning of the season. Uh, when you know when they when they were playing well and they were like in the top four in the Western Conference, I mean, TJ both talked about this. Like most no, teams are at the start of the season, <laughs> there was no way they were going to keep up, be able to keep that up. Um, the burden on Damian Willard to be incredible every night is just too great. Um, I'm not also, but I, I put them in sellers, but I'm not sure what they have that teams want, which is why the team isn't that good. Like, uh, like I look at their roster, I'm just like Yusuf Nurkic. Do teams want Yusuf Nurkic? Uh, no. Do teams want Josh Hart? Maybe. Uh, I just think there's not a lot of pieces on this roster when you point to it and be like, yeah, that's a play- that's a player that some team might trade for. Uh, but I still make them sellers. I think they could still flip Jeremy Grant if they wanted to. Um, I'll give Portland as a seller. But, um, I see OKC should definitely be – I don't want them to sell anything because they have their core mm-hmm. and I don't want them to buy anything because that runs the risk of blowing up the core. Right? So like when you go to OKC, you already know that I right, SGA is untouchable. Giddy's untouchable. I mean, Lou Dort, I think if he got the right offer for him, I think they trade him. I don't think he's an essential piece to what they're going to be doing in the future. Um, but I think he, he did, he did, but he could yeah. be traded now. I mean, they have some young pieces that could be traded. I mean, I mean, what, what, what I mean, I guess the under the Thunder have to decide what's important, more important to them, like having a really high draft pick in this year's draft, which I already think they've won too many games too now to be really in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. Yeah. Um, so, like, try to make the playoffs. Like, get show. Hey, show SGA. Like, this is a guy that is floated around in trade rumors like crazy. Like, hey, this is gonna be the next guy who wants to be traded somewhere else. Win. The games go to the playoffs. Show them you have a commitment to winning. I mean, they have Andrew Wiggins, they Aaron Wiggins that they could trade away. Uh, Williams, Darius Baisley's got some value. Kendrick Williams, who had was crazy at the trade deadline last year. Um, mm-hmm. they could be moving some pieces to try to shore up this offensive line, especially or this offense, especially at center because Mike Buscala is currently their starting center, which is not. I mean, you gotta remember too. I mean, this is a team that before the season they lost um Chet Holmgren, yeah. so they're, I mean. You're essentially gaining, you know, a top three pick next year on that team anyway. So, yeah, I agree with David. Try to make the playoffs, you know, because, you know, at this point, you, you got a guy that's in a way like a unicorn, just like a Victor Wimbignana and Chet, Chet Holmberg. So, but I think in TJ's point, I, I wouldn't try to co- compromise the future in order for to make the playoffs this season, right? Is that what TJ, right. that you're kind of your argument, right? Like, there are the, the – I – they're at a stage where if you if you want to tank and rebuild, look at the OKC Thunder, right? Like, they've sucked for years. Like, they've made trades. Obviously, when you traded away Paul George and you didn't see SGA what he is now. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's like you, you have, like, a million draft picks for the next 10 years. So... I I don't know like if 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 you want to be a buyer, it's not like you can't. I mean, like you want to be a seller, it's not like you can't. It's not like 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 draft compensation is something you don't have to worry about. <laughs> you have a bunch of that. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna leave Oklahoma City and Thunder in the center because I don't really think they fit into either category. Uh, mm-hmm. I just thought they'd be a fun conversation because of how well they're playing. Uh, we'll just leave them in the middle because I don't think they're really buyers or sellers. I think they're kind of that team that's kind of in the middle. They could go either way, really. Uh, Izzy, you're on the clock. Uh, on the clock again. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Los Angeles Lakers. Man, they're definitely buyers. Um, I know they traded for uh, Rui Ashmore, getting rid of Kendrick Nunn, three second round picks. Um, but we're gonna, talk, we're gonna talk about that trade here in a minute. We're, we're still we're still gonna need we're, we're still gonna need shooting. We're still gonna need defense. And I think they try and get a trade with the guy with the team I talked about earlier, and that's the Indiana Pacers. Whether it's for Buddy Heal or Miles Turner, because I like I said earlier, like I said before, they need a true center because AD doesn't like really but he doesn't like playing the five. He likes playing the four, and he's pretty much forcing to play in that five. Um, and, I, and I think that bit banging with like some of those bigger centers uh, in the league, I think that uh, that uh, that help him out. I mean, he's Mr. Gl- I mean, I don't like saying that stuff, but he's, he's kind of like Mr. Gl- he is Mr. Glass. Um, but yeah, no, I think Buddy Hield uh, would 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 fit perfectly with what the Lakers need. They need a guy that you know when LeBron penetrates, when Westbrook penetrates, he can you know kick it out to a guy that can make. Uh, like abundance of threes, and I think what Buddy Hield made the NBA is an NBA record, right? For uh, yeah. three pointers in his first uh, few seasons, right? In the first what five, six seasons, something yep. like that. So, um, so yeah, Lakers are definitely buyers. They need shooting. They need defense. I don't know who they move. I mean, you got Patrick Beverly that you can move. No one's going to take on that Russell Westbrook contract. I mean, he's I'm, not so sure. I'm, not, I'm not so sure about that, but I think he's become so it's, it's so important. For what they do as a team, I don't think they can trade him. Um, but he's the he's only contract they have. That's he's he's the, he's, he's the only he's the only contract they could trade. Like they don't have an abundance of like mini contracts, like twenty million dollar contracts, ten million dollar contracts mm-hmm. that they can combine together to could make to trade for somebody who's going to make this roster better this season without compromising future assets. Um, we'll get to seven million dollars he's making right now. Godly. but I mean he's doing a off the bench. Though. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, before we get on to the next topic, Washington Wizards, let's just bank them over here at Sellers real fast. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I think Izzy kind of touched it in our group chat. I'm sure they beat the Dallas Mavericks last night, but this roster is just not that good. And not there's, these players are constantly in and out. I mean, if you can get something legitimate for Denny Aldea, Kali Kuzma, Taj Gibson, Christoph Porzingis, Bradley Beal, like Daniel Gafford, Monte Morris, Delon Wright, Kendrick Nunn now, Will the Thrill Barton, who's on this roster, Corey Kispert. If you could trade, if you can get something legitimate like future assets and, dra- and draft capital um, and free up some minutes for their guy, like Johnny Davis, who they drafted, who's dying in the G League right now, um, basically not playing at all. So. I don't understand. Me and TJ don't understand why they drafted him if they're not going to play him. <laughs> He's not going to play I, him, bro. I, I don't think like, he's, what I, are you doing? They, they must not be seeing what they want out of him in practice over in the G League because I, I can't answer that, but you trade a guy, you buy, you get a guy in the top ten, and you refuse to play him. Like I just don't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. What? what let me ask you guys something. What especially, are the especially for a Wizards team that isn't going anywhere? You might as well find. What's out the likeliness? I've heard some rumors. What's the likeliness of Kyle Kuzma maybe going back to the Lakers? I think. I mean, if that was gonna, I, I, I think no. if that was going to happen, it would have happened. It would have happened yeah. instead of the Rui Hachimura trade. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but moving on, let's like talk about we have our first trade of the season. Uh, the Lakers obviously recite, receive Rui Hachimura. The Washington Wizards receive Kendrick Nunn and three second-round picks. Look at Hachimura's stats right there. 13 points, four rebounds, one assist. Kendrick Nunn, who hasn't played all that much this season or last season, uh, averaging seven points, one rebound, one assist. 
Uh, so what do we think this trade means for both teams, if anything at all? <laughs> well, if you oh. brought up what they needed, they need three-point shooting and defense. Rui's shooting like 42% from three, mm-hmm. and he can play defense, right? You need that knockdown spot up. You need that knockdown spot up shooter in the corner. So LeBron James and, and Westbrook, when he driving, when those two dudes drive and kick, Rui could be that guy. Now, everybody wants to make a big deal out of, oh, well, he's shooting 42%, but that's for the Wizards. Lights are brighter here. Lights are brighter like here in LA. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The rim rim doesn't get any smaller. The rim rim does not get any right. The rim don't get no smaller cut or the court doesn't get the three point. The three point line doesn't all of a sudden become like a eighty footer. Like come on. Um, But yeah, Rudy Hachimura. The thing thing with great with about him is that he's a versatile big, right? So like he can play five through two really, and you could use him to spread. And he gives you some defensive versatility as well, and he gives you. ability to switch on pick and roll which is what they needed really because they get killed on that stuff yeah it's kind of now it's kind of what you call it um surprising at the trade because you traded kendrick nunn right when kendrick nunn started to play some of the some of his best basketball right like he literally just had a game i think two games ago where he hit like seven threes i think that was 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 that was that portland at the Portland game, I forgot who that. I forgot who that was uh, against. It was not against. The, it was not in the Portland game. He only scored five points in the Portland game. Um, he did have a he good game against. Sac- he had a good game against Sacramento. Again, they lost. He had fourteen points in that game. Um, again, when he was uh, like, he, he had a game against Atlanta where he, he hit three threes and scored twenty three points. He hasn't been all that good. Yeah, he had four threes. Yeah, like you said, he had four threes against Sacramento. I think seven threes in those two games between them and, and Memphis, right? Correct. Yeah, so, correct. Yeah. Correct. Compared to what he compared to, keep in mind, like that, that one season, he just didn't play at all. <laughs> like, yeah, like, he, he didn't. <laughs> like, like what, what was that? Literally, like, that was literally last year. Like last year, he didn't play at all. Nope. I think he played like he's a guy. Passes. He's a guy. He's a guy. If he stays healthy, I mean, it, it, it's hard. I mean, in the NBA, um, you know, how many left-hand shooters do you have, right? But he's a guy that's left-handed. Um, you know, he can he can shoot he can shoot a spot up three. He can create off the dribble. Uh, when I look at when I look at Rui though, um, you know, he's he's kind he kind of feels in right. Like David said, he doesn't move the needle for the Lakers. Like people are like, oh, does this Rui have some more trade? Make them a playoff contender? No. Not in the Western Conference. I mean, it might get them to the play-in game. I mean, that depends on AD's health, right? But at the, at the same and time, LeBron's Rui, health and, and LeBron's health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so I think Rui, Rui in this age of positionless basketball, where he's a six-eight, uh, basically he can play three through five, like David say, he can stretch out your your five, but he's too small to bang down there. He's a, he's only averaging he's averaging less than four rebounds in his career. But he's definitely a spot up shooter. He's great at the corner three, um, you know. So like LeBron loves got loves to kick it out to guys on the corner three. And we've seen this year how many times have the Lakers kicked it out to a guy like Patrick Beverly in the corner and he misses it, or Russell Westbrook and he misses it, you know. So you need a guy that's gonna knock it down. That's why I say the Lakers are buyers and these shooters. But I think Rui's Rui's a guy that 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 needed uh, probably a change in Washington, right? You got Porzingis there, you got Kuzma there. Yeah, he's getting falling out of the rotation, right? And he kind of lands in a perfect spot where they're going to use him and utilize him. And defensively, 
Um, you know, he he's he's solid. He's solid defensively. Um, you know, he can't. He like I said, he ain't gonna be banging with Jokic or nothing like that. But he can guard the three. He can guard a four. Um, on the wing. I I, I just I, I, on the wizard side, of this, I just don't understand this trade. Like. Rudy Hachimura was pretty solid for them. And, like, the guy – Kendrick Nunn hasn't been good this season, so you end up – unless they really value the second-round picks. I, I just – on the Wizards, I don't really understand this trade. Like, they, they have done a poor job of drafting in the last few seasons. Yeah, here's like, the thing. Like, here's, here, here's the logic behind second-round picks, right? David, you brought up something about – for one, I think it's just completely asinine. I'm not calling Joker the greatest draft pick ever. Not doing that. <laughs> I'm not not doing that at all. But he he's the he's the greatest draft steal ever. So what if you get a surplus of second round picks and you stumble upon the next Joker? That's entirely possible. What if you get a steal like that in the second round that can literally change your franchise around? Sure, but this is the way the Wizards have drafted since 2014, right? So in 2014, they traded I'm their saying, first. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying it's possible because you know, like, like I mean, it is possible. But certain teams, for certain teams, it's not possible. This is one of those teams. Yeah, I mean, in 2014, they traded for Morshan Gortat. Uh, in 2015, they, they traded Kelly Oubre Jr. for Trevor Ariza. Uh, they traded for Marquise Morris in 2016. 2017, they traded for Bogdan Dondanovich. They traded Troy Brown Jr. was their 2018 first round pick for Daniel Gafford. They traded, they drafted who Rudy Hachimura in 2019 and then just traded him away. They drafted Denny Abdia two years ago. They drafted Corey Kispert a year and a half ago. And Johnny Davis, uh, the guy they just drafted in this past draft. That doesn't scream. None of those guys scream change different thinkers. Game changer. I hate, you know, I hated the fact that they went in, like, like even in that draft, like Corey Kispert, you know, when I saw the national champ, like he was killing it for Gonzaga, right? Killing it in the national championships. In the national championship, Baylor, yeah, Baylor, Baylor straight locked him up, you know, and so that was a kind of microcosm of like, oh, that's what you're gonna see in the NBA, athletes like that, Corey Kispert. So uh, as he's gotten to the NBA, yes, he's a shooter, yes, he might be able to shoot when he's open, but he can't create. Um, so that that hasn't been, and we don't know what Johnny Davis is gonna be in there. They just trade the room. So yeah, Davis right, man. The draft has the history. I mean. They, the last good draft pick that they had was Bradley Beal. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, but, yeah, what, but what does this trade mean for both of these teams? Do you think this Nothing. means anything for their trade deadline? Nothing. Is, does it change the approach of either of these two teams? Like, do you think that the Washington Wizards, because they traded away, Rudy Hachimura is going to also go into a fire sale? Do you think the Lakers are going to stay pat now? Or do you think there's more of an incentive for them to try to trade some of those future assets and you know some contracts to try to improve that team for this season. If you're the Lakers, obviously like you should try to make some more moves, right? Like you gotta make you gotta make some more moves. This move is not the one that's got this is not the needle move, right? But Izzy brought it up. Everything, literally everything, everything, everything. I don't care what move you make, I don't care what you do, everything is impended on the health of Anthony Davis. I mean, right, if, like, even if they were to trade for somebody and Anthony Davis was not healthy, it would mean literally nothing. They're not. They're mm-hmm. not without a healthy Anthony Davis. They're not a championship like caliber team. They're right. Not. They're nothing. Right. And like again, Westbrook's fine. Westbrook. But Westbrook has played himself into the untouchable role. Right. Like say what you want. Like I know he had a terrible game against Portland, but if he goes like he if he hits a stretch where he has 
12 really good games and then all of a sudden he follows it up with a bad, like with one bad one, I'll take that. Like like Westbrook's numbers are up across the board. Like his turnovers are down, his points are bad, his points are up, his rebounds are up, his, his assists are up, his 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 play style is just it is what it is now. And he has a coach where and he has a coach in Darvin Ham who ain't afraid to be like, hey bro, you, it, it ain't happening tonight. You gonna come sit with me. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what this ends up meaning. Uh, next week, we're going to do more depth into the NBA trade deadline. Uh, talk a little bit more about some trades that could happen next week. Uh, let's talk about some NBA conversation stuff. Let's start with something, nothing, everything. Let's start with the first one. LeBron James became the first player to score over 40 points against every single team in the NBA ever. Something, nothing, everything. Gentlemen. That's definitely something. That's definitely something. Uh, it ain't nothing. That's that's something. Uh, it's not everything. Um, and I know he doesn't really like those individual stats. You know, he yeah. said if he breaks screens, he 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 a couple like a month ago, it was like, "Hey, Lamar, you gonna cry if you break the three records?" He's like, "No, nah, I don't care about that. I don't care about breaking that record." Oh, stop lying! Please. Stop lying! Please. So it's definitely something. It means something to LeBron James at age thirty-eight. I brought it up, man. We've never seen a player. I mean, we've seen like Michael and Kobe still kind of score, but we we have we didn't see that athleticism like LeBron James still has. And that athleticism is. I mean, he's out there jumping with Jason Tatum and. And guys like the youngins, the young guns out there, right? I know we're past the trade deadline stuff, but if that that Bulls trade that's been rumored like all over the internet, I would 100% do that. Like, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be making that trade. I'd be like, I would buy a LeBron James Chicago Bulls jersey. I'd wear it all the time. I would be pulling the trigger on that today. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the one thing, the, <laughs> the one thing that has helped LeBron. You, you, is... you enter in my KD conference. You enter in my KD take. So you enter it, David. <laughs> at, least, at least LeBron is a little realistic. <laughs> Go ahead, TJ. I'm bad. In what world? Never mind. I'm not going there. Um, the one thing that LeBron has had that those guys haven't is like he's been he's basically been big injury free, right? He hasn't had the torn Achilles that Kobe had. Right, he didn't like break he, his uh, break his foot the way Mike he, did in year two. Right, he, he, right, he didn't. He never year broke one. his year two. He never broke. He he never had a broken foot the way Mike had. He didn't retire twice and came back the way Mike had, like the way the way Mike did. The game has gotten considerably less physical. It in the like the more LeBron has continued went from. Clothesline and dudes went, was was basically a common foul. To if you do that, bro, you you kicked out the game and you suspended for the next five games, <laughs> right? So like, yeah, like for him to, for him to score forty against now every NBA team is like you said, it's something. It's certainly something. Kudos to LeBron. Um, 
in case you guys didn't know it, uh, this week is the first NBA Rivals week. Uh, I know we talked about this last year uh, when they first announced it, but this is NBA Rivals week. Uh, so yesterday uh, was the first day of it uh, where the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat squared off, and then the Lakers and the Clippers and squared the Clippers. off in a bloodbath uh, that was the Lakers getting beat down by 40 points. Uh, but tonight you had the Sixers and the Nets, so you got the Memphis Grizzlies and Golden State Warriors. Rivalry week starting yesterday something nothing or everything for the nba um that i mean when you look at that that philly and brooklyn nets like that that's strictly because mb and Simmons, right i mean i, I don't really know that like what's the history between it's, those it's not it's, it's not it's not mb and Simmons. it's philly and Simmons. and harden harden too harden used to be on harden used to be on nets I also think the history between those two friends. There, there was some history back when Jason Kidd and Allen Iverson were playing against each other, uh, yeah. way back in the day when it was in New Jersey. But yeah, I don't, you know. I like it. I like it. It's nothing for me. Uh, this yeah. is a way to sell sell merchandise. It's a way to sell advertising for the fan, everyday fan. It's literally nothing. It's yeah, just it's, it's, the schedule. It's, yeah, exactly, exactly. Unless we see these teams playing in the playoffs year after year after year. Then you know, I, I, it's nothing to me in the regular. Like, season. like the Nuggets Sixers is one of the rival week week games. Is that a rivalry? I, I, no. I know, what, what makes that a rivalry? <laughs> Jokic and Embiid. That's what they're, they're trying to. Jokic I mean, and Embiid. I mean, I, I mean, I guess, but I mean, <laughs> the Raptors and the Warriors play on Friday night. I mean, is that a rivalry? Well, they played each other in the finals. The Raptors I mean, beat them. I mean, I, mean, I guess you other know, than that. I mean, other than that, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got we got a couple more uh, real quick. So this one's gonna be quick. Uh, so the Kings are having a pretty solid season, uh, and because they're having a pretty good solid season, they've rewarded their GM uh, Monte McNair with an extension, multi-year extension, um, based on his results of this so far this season. Uh, he took over in 2021, so he's the he's one of the men who's responsible for trading away Victor, uh, trading away Tyrus Halberton. Uh, but the Kings are off to a nice start this season. Uh, what do you think? Something, nothing, everything for a little bit of stability there in Sacramento. I I honestly it's, think it's everything. It's everything because you just said yeah. it. It's stability. They mm-hmm. haven't had stability in 20 years. Yep. <laughs> I, I also think I, I think it's something. I, I I I think it's a little silly to reward a GM that just traded away Ty- Tyrus Halliburton, who's having a solid beginning to a season with a multi-year extension. I just don't really get that, that, that logic. But he signed Mike Brown, though. I mean, they he was they brought in Mike Brown. Sure, sure. Mike Brown turned the culture around. That's, that's literally your only issue. Is the fact it is, that they it, traded a the player that they that that you happen to like, but he, no, they 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 traded a player away. They had no need to trade. No, no, they did. They did because I, I bring this they, up. They, I bring they, this they, up. They, they, they could have traded away De'Aaron Fox instead. Tyrus Halliburton is better than De'Aaron Fox right now. TJ, oh, come on, David. Don't do this. De'Aaron, first of all, the, the, that kick and roll between De'Aaron Fox and Domas Sabonis is lethal. Tyrus Halliburton was going to be a starter in the All Star game before he got hurt. I mean, come on. Tyrus, now, but now you see De'Aaron Fox. He's not. He's not sitting back there like, oh, or sitting next to somebody that's like maybe take his spot or maybe I'm getting. He's playing free now, and you yeah, can so see I, that I, I, in, I, I, in the I, 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 I would have traded Fox instead of Halliburton, but that's just me. Uh, to the last one. Uh, this one's going to be fun. Uh, this is what we talked about uh, last season when they did this, right? 
so the NBA All-Star rosters, they're going to be picked on the game night. So it's going to be like have captains. They're going to pick their team live, day of. We talked about this when we talked about this last year, that that's the way it should be done. You should have the All-Star rosters be picked on game night, just like if you were playing at the Y. You pick your team, pick your five, and then you go. Something, nothing, everything. This is everything for me. It's going to be must-see television. It's definitely something. It's going to add to the rivalry week. <laughs> it's gonna be like, yo, Giannis, you picked my mitt. Like, oh, no. No, it's definitely something. I don't know about if it's everything, but it's definitely it's, something. It's, 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 got, it's awesome entertainment television. I just, when, like, somebody doesn't get picked, like, whoever the last pick is, like, I just want to see that stuff, his reaction to be the last pick. I just, it's good stuff. And I'm, I'm going to Salt Lake City for All-Star Weekend. I don't care. I'm there. I ain't going to the game, but I'm there. You can watch Laurie Market and the, and the Zero Bulls players. Uh, but, yeah, that's been NBA <laughs> Conversation, something, nothing, everything. Uh, hopefully you let us know what you think about the topics we discussed in this segment. Let's get into a staple of the crossover, Goat Talk. Uh, this is TJ's segment. Uh, we were supposed to do Goat Talk last week, but since technical difficulties did not allow us, to proceed with Goat Talk, so we will try to get it in today. TJ, Goat Talk, my friend, if you don't know, this is going to be – we're going to get some shine to some players. Didn't necessarily get the shine while they were in the National Basketball Association, so this is that conversation. Goat Talk, TJ, let's go. Player one. My hands are up. My hands are up, so I ain't cheating, TJ, okay? I ain't looking up on Google or nothing. All right, can y'all still hear me? Yeah. I, yes, sir. So the first play was drafted sixth overall in 2001. For the Rockets, the Grizzlies, and the Heat. That's who we play for? I know, I know I I know who this is. Okay, go Oh, this is oh yeah, this is Shane Battier. Right off Shane, the top. It is Shane Battier. Oh, you ain't have to finish. All right, TJ, who's player two? Was drafted second overall. In 2001, same draft. Mike Dunleavy. No, yeah. I think we're TJ. Are you breaking up? I can't hear. I, we can't hear the rest yeah, of what yeah, you're saying. I uh, I think he's having like he's breaking up right when he get to go talk. I don't know what's keep going on. TJ, but, but is it so? Is it Mike Dunleavy? No, I guess we, we, we lost him there. Uh, we'll pick up Go Back, Go Talk again next week. I, I have something I want to show you guys. No, 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 no. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Now we can hear you. Now we can hear you. Go ahead. It was not Mike Dunleavy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So who second overall 2001 draft? Player two is uh, Tyson Chandler. Oh, Tyson Chandler. Oh! Dominguez High School, baby. So the decision is between Shane Battier and Tyson Chandler. Uh, both of them have one ring. Tyson Chandler's got a DPOY. Um, Shane Battier, Battier has two. Oh, Shane, Shane, Shane Battier's got two rings. Oh, yeah, he won two with the Heat, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'll take Shane Battier because he was better for the longer – like more of, like more of his career – uh, Tyson Chandler had a spurt of like five or six seasons where he was really good, uh, you know, on those uh, that Chris Paul team, on that Mavericks team. He was pretty good as a Nick. Uh, then the fall off kind of happened pretty quick for him. I'm going to go Shane Battier. 
I'm actually, I'm actually gonna go with the chandelier, baby. The chandelier. I gotta go with Tyson Chandler. I gotta. Go I'm going with the chandelier, baby. Yeah, and, and and that's a shout out. That's a shout out to the late great Johnny Red Kerr that gave him that nickname when he was a Chicago Bull. Um, I'm going Tyson Chandler because he like when he left the Bulls, he literally changed like his he changed what he what what his career like or how he played. He was a pick and roll guy. He knew he had to dive to the rim. Um, you know, he knew he had to play defense and he was gonna stay in the league. And I think that pick and roll between um him and Chris Paul was really deadly for a few years. And then he was a key cog. He was a key cog for that Mavericks team, right? Um, you know, he was the center that they needed um, to to win that championship. Then that's when he won his D, that's when he won his uh, DPOY award too. That's yeah, it. and then when he went to the Knicks, when he went to the Knicks, him and Mari Stoudemire. And I, thought he, I, thought he, I thought he got one of his Nick as a member of the Knicks. When he won, uh, no, he won as a Nick. You right, you right, you yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, I, I, let's go on with the conversation. Shane Battier versus Tyson Chandler. I'm taking Shane Battier. Everybody else is going Tyson Chandler. So, I just want to show you guys this real quick before we get out of the show. So, this is Larry Bertle, too. So, this has consumed a lot of my life. So, I apologize if this ends up affecting your life in the future. Um, so, this is the way it works. There are, there are lines on each side, and you have to try to connect the lines, right? So, let's just get rid of the directions here. And this is the group. Um, so, you got to match the rows with the players that played on those teams. And then there's one down that you have to match. So we take like, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, um, Harris, and when you're close, they'll turn yellow. Um, so if you got three in a row, I think they turn like a different color. If you got four in a row, um, you got 23 swaps to do this um, before you like 23 stops in order to get the whole puzzle. So, uh, like, gentlemen, like this is what you do with this is what you do in your free time. It is I do I, 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 I do do this a lot in my free time. Oh my god! Okay, uh, Randy Foy Clippers. Uh, Hollis Jefferson Clippers. He's not, he, he's not on the Clippers. He's not on the Clippers. Randy Foy. No. Okay, Rockets. It is not the Rockets. Either. Not the Rockets. It's got to be the. It's got to be. It's got to be the Nets. Oh, he was on the Nets. He was on the Nets. He was on the Nets. The Nets are right here. Okay. All right. All right. So we, we yeah, need he was on the Nets. Nets. Yeah. Uh, and then Clint Capella's the Rocket. Clint Capella's the Rocket. Uh, Joe Harris. Uh, um. It could be. It could be. Uh, you're gonna put Harden. Uh, he's Nick. He's a Nick. I mean, he's a Net and he's a Rocket. Um. Yeah. And this, is um, Eric this is Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. This is um, PJ Tucker. All right, so we got one. There you go. There you go. Um. Uh, ooh, um. Wait, Randy Foy was a Clipper. He was. He was. He was a Clipper too. I'd say. But he's yeah, right. He was, this is right. So. Yeah. Um. Williams the third. Who's that? Robert Williams. Um. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, Luke and Bob Mute is a clipper, if I'm not mistaken. Um, who's Brown? Brown who? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown? Okay. So this is Channing Fry. Is that Channing Fry? Okay. It's got to be. Yeah. It's definitely Channing Fry. Um, we only got 10 moves now. So, <laughs> so this, is, this, is, this is Alfred Payton. So he it's goes Alfred here. Payton, so he's going with the – yep, there you go. Uh, DeAndre Harris. Jordan. So this is probably Tobias Harris. 
and he that did was play a on the ma- he played on the Magic. Ah, there you go, JJ Reddick, baby. Now, now the now, so it's not it's not over. It's not over. So now there's one that goes diagonal across, up and down. So we got to match it up and down. Now you so got to match could it be up Harden, and down. Harris, Brown, Randy Foy, Clippers, Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. See? Oh, look at that! Yeah, I'm telling you, man. This Larry Bertle too. You can play this as many times a day as you want. This is—it's fun. It's addictive. This is this. Yeah, this is how I spend a lot of my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh, guys! Like I, I'll, 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 I'll run this. I'll do that at work while I'm trying to build my show and stuff, dude. And like, yeah, it's, it's a good time. Uh, but yeah, this has been the crossover with the Buyers and Sellers Edition. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you can't catch us live, we do have a myriad of streaming services. I've shared the link to all of those places. And Izzy, where can you watch us? You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, and gentlemen, I'm joined here by Mr. CEO, Prime Minister Isla Rivera, my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins, and I'm close, the host, David on Point Huffman. Thank you all for joining us. And what we do here at the Prime, my friends. Bring the heat, ladies and gentlemen. Bring in the heat. And we're going to be bringing a double dose of the Prime tomorrow. Uh, we've got the Fantasy Football Recap Show, and then we're going to be breaking down the Arizona Cardinals offseason preview. Uh, so keep an eye out for that content. We will see you all tomorrow. You all be safe out there. The weather is still sort of dicey here in Fort Wayne. Uh, if you're driving tonight, please be safe. Yes, sir. So Peace, peace out, guys. guys.